This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Arun Ramasubramanian, System Senior Vice President of IT and Digital at Common Spirit Health. Arun, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for having me. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so many new things happening in healthcare and technology, but before we dive into my questions, can you tell me just a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, um, uh, as you introduced me, I'm Arun Ramasubramanian, uh, System Senior Vice President responsible for two distinct uh, functions here at Common Spirit Health uh, in my current role. Uh, one is I lead uh, technology applications and digital uh, engineering for all of our corporate functions, such as finance, accounting, uh, supply chain, um, including all the ERP-related functions uh, for our organization. Uh, and I also uh, run technology uh, largely for the clinical revenue cycle, consumer-facing technologies for the entire continuum of care, acute post-acute and ambulatory part of our organization. Um, I, my responsibility also includes um, PACS imaging for radiology, cardiology, and pathology, and, and technology supporting national service lines like uh, lab, pharmacy, oncology, and surgery as well. So. Um, that's what I do for Common Spirit Health. And prior to coming to Common Spirit, I was the chief technology officer for patient monitoring business at Medtronic for close to three years. Uh, and I've held the several leadership roles at United Health Group prior to Medtronic for close to 15 years, uh, including in my last role, I was chief technology officer for their data management and analytics organization. Wow, that sounds like it would be amazing experience. And you know, during your time at United Healthcare and at Medtronic, what did you learn about the healthcare industry that then you took into this role with Common Spirit on the health system side? How has that helped you really, I guess, help really inform your decision-making and how you're able to translate some of these technologies into what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, if I look back, I was uh, fortunate to have what I call close to 360 view of healthcare by going through United Health Group. Even within United Health Group, I ran um, technology for payer side of the business for a while, then uh, led technology and solutions working for Optum, which is the health services side um, of the business, selling products and services to other payers uh, in the industry. Uh, from there, going into Medtronic, largely medical devices, um, uh, the largest medical devices organization in the world, um, and leading their patient monitoring solutions, working with um, uh, the teams there, definitely gave me a perspective on not only the software engineering aspect of uh, what's the art of the possible, what could we do, different aspects of uh, technology and health IT, but also the hardware engineering side, the sensor side. Um, on what is required, you know, as you can see, uh, the emerging variables um, and what what could we do with uh, uh, implantables and wearables and collecting data from that and in making healthcare even better. Uh, so that those perspectives were great. But then when I got to Common Spirit Health, a lot of uh, my colleagues now in Common Spirit uh, said, "Welcome to healthcare." So for me, I've, after being 15 plus years, uh, close to 18 years in healthcare, what, what I thought healthcare, coming to Common Spirit Health and being welcome to uh, being in healthcare uh, was uh, was a little bit of a surprise initially on why people said that. But now after being three years here, I understand um, uh, this is a unique aspect of healthcare where patient meets the provider, right? Patient meets the doctor. And uh, the challenges that an organization like Common Spirit, which is a large health system with so many hospitals 
close to 140 hospitals and large number of clinics uh, and several other care sites across the country. The challenges are very different, but the application of technology uh, from a both software and um, uh, hardware perspective um, is exciting because uh, um, the problems, uh, there are so many unmet needs when, uh, uh, when we come to this part of healthcare on the provider side of the world. That's a really great point. And I can imagine too, when you're looking at the opportunities to care for patients and really make a difference within the healthcare space, it's right there in front of you when you're with the health system versus some of these other areas. And, and exciting to know that, you know, it, it's been such a great experience for you for the last few years. Yeah, and definitely it's a, I'm a kid in a candy shop when I'm looking at the use of technology and the opportunities and unmet needs in healthcare. It's, it's really exciting on where we could go um, as we move forward. Absolutely. So I can imagine with all the different possibilities of the different digital technologies, I know you talked about wearables a bit um, and some of the other things that are really making a difference on the automation side as well, too. Um, from your perspective, what are you most excited about right now? Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many to be, things to be excited about as a technologist in healthcare, right? So um, I'm really excited about the partnership I have with various chief medical officers and chief medical informatics officers in our organization uh, with the operators that are running um, our integrated delivery networks in different parts of the country. Um, and Common Spirit being one of the largest in the, in the country, uh, it's just exciting to see um, the technology's impact that we could have um, in, in the healthcare, where the real delivery of healthcare. And, uh, you know, in the last decade or so, um, the technologies uh, that we're talking about, you know, to name a few, uh, cloud engineering in general, and just a broad brush strokes, cloud engineering, omni-channel consumer engagement, the AI, a different type of AI, actionable intelligence, uh, based on 360 view of a patient uh, has been a barrier for adoption. Um, these were all these are all technologies that have been evolving over the last 10 years, but I think it's uh, in the last couple of years they've reached a certain level of matu- maturity that's required for healthcare. Unlike some of the other industries like retail and other industries where healthcare, um, the complexity around the topics of privacy, health equity, and access to care. Um, makes it even harder for these technologies to scale and be reliable, and you know, in fact, affordable too, um, in more than a more than a uh, more than one way. Um, so that is changing in the last two years. The uh, the um, maturation of these technologies um, is really exciting to see that uh, we can actually ground to real use cases and. Uh, uh, and help patients, you know, um, and help our uh, the, the health systems in our country, basically, uh, to get better. Absolutely. Wow. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, in looking at some of the data gathering, I love the term actionable intelligence and being able to provide that to the physicians and the nurses, as well as anybody else who's working on the operation side of the health system. I feel like that would make a, a really big difference in how you're looking at healthcare and what it really means to provide healthcare. So when you think about the partnerships you have right now with the medical chiefs, whether it's chief medical officer, or chief nursing officer, those who are providing clinical care, what are you hearing most often from them that is still lacking in a, a hole that could still be filled by technology? Yeah, see, um, it's uh, if you are uh, sitting in the shoes of uh, uh, any provider, a frontline worker, 
Um, and if, if you are in, in their shoes and wanting to provide the best possible care for the patients that are arguably at the most vulnerable in their lives, most of them look for a non-intrusive um, way of operating at the top of their license. So if I sum it up, all the asks that I get, different asks and thoughts, and um, these are smart people, right? And they've gone to um, study some of the complex things, <laughs> human anatomy, and they're really good at taking care of patients. And when you talk to them, um, it's pretty obvious to me that technology is very intrusive right now, and it's not easy to use. Um, I, I kind of uh, think about electricity. Um, hopefully, health IT um, will become more like an electricity, and it just happens, and it's around you. Documentations happen when providers are able to operate at the top of their license. When they don't, it stresses them a lot. Uh, when they're focusing on documenting the, the interaction versus actually having an interaction with the patients, looking at their eyes, it stresses them out and, and it causes a lot of burnout. Um, and, uh, and I think technology has a huge role to play in talking to uh, several of my colleagues here. I understand technology has a huge role to play uh, in um, addressing the physician burnout uh, and clinician burnout largely that we hear um, often. That's a really great point and interesting too to think about how it could really impact the way that physicians and nurses go about their daily responsibilities. And it sounds like truly to have the, that kind of care for patients that they want to be having and not get burnt out, being able to focus less on the documentation and more on actually the interaction with patients and providing care seems like it would make a big difference. So uh, I know that's one thing we talked about. What other aspects of healthcare do you feel are primed for disruption from the technology side of things? Yeah, I, if I, I think about this, um, there are two major aspects. And I think I'm strictly looking at uh, disruption using technology for uh, from a, let's say five to seven year horizon. Um, and I'd say tax imaging in general um, the technology advancements, more recent advancement in cloud engineering in general, uh, that is being able to process large scale of unstructured data uh, and being able to apply some artificial intelligence into it, turning that into more of an actionable intelligence like we talked about earlier, um, grounding it to uh, the patient um, uh, and you know whether it is taking their genomics into account or just their medical history into account, uh, and being able to apply technology in the space of all the ologies we hear about, radiology, cardiology, pathology, is just uh, uh, an exciting uh, part of what technology can disrupt uh, in the, you know, on how things are done today in healthcare. So that's one big area, I would say, uh, the imaging advancement in imaging application of technology advancement there is one big area. The other area is um, a little bit more mundane, but the current EHRs, electronic health records we have, um, I call them just the first generation of automation, where prior to this, we were on paper. Um, so basically, um, like everything else, the first generation automation is just turning paper into a digital process, right? Part of that evolution, what I observed, this is another thing coming in from rest of the part of healthcare to the actual uh, patient delivery part of healthcare, delivery part of healthcare. My observation is there the workflow 
um, automation is in its primitive stage uh, within healthcare. So I expect that that space to be disrupted. What I mean by that is like, like we discussed earlier. So the technology turning into like electricity just happens around um, the caregivers uh, and patients. Um, I think it's important to uh, look at the three major actors in healthcare, physicians or clinicians in general, uh, or caregivers, uh, patients, and operators that actually run uh, the healthcare oper you know, uh, operations overall. That could be the back office, the front office, uh, the operators that are actually making the experience seamless. Those are the three major actors and the workflow automation that exists today within a health system is very primitive. Um, so I think uh, this is more like next two to five years, I think there's a large opportunity to disrupt um, how healthcare is delivered, um, going from the first generation automation to the second and third generation of automation. That's so interesting. And is it purely a technology side of things to take that from the first to second generation to third generation, even of the technologies for automation? Or is it more of the technology more or less exists? It's just expensive for hospitals and health systems to apply these days. Um, it is. It's a little bit of both. I think um, I think there's a big part of this is human behavior, right? So um, it's not just technology. The adoption of technology requires retraining um, people on new tools, new ways of doing things. And that's easier said than done. And especially when you're comfortable and you know you can produce results on a, on a critical thing like a patient care, which is very person, you know, very personal for people that are involved in the process. It's easy to um, uh, get. I mean, it's it's easy to get trained a certain way, get comfortable, and very hard to change. Um, just just because there is a new tool or a new way of doing things. Um, so that process of adoption um, is going to be a, a, a challenge as well. And like I said, the technology required for the second, third generation automation uh, are are beginning to um, become more scalable and affordable as we speak. Um, so it's the it's the combination of that technology being available in a, in a true sense, and being able to um, adopt that with a good change management plan, and uh, describing the why behind it. Why do we have to go from first to second to third generation? Again, going back to these three actors: the experience, improving the experiences of the physicians and clinicians, patients and operators being the objective is why we would consider second, third generation um, will be very critical for health systems to consider. Absolutely. I think, you know, any kind of change management takes a lot, whether it's connecting with people, sharing the whys, and, and really making that cultural shift. And I can imagine technology is no different. And from your perspective, too, we've talked a lot about some of the possibilities to really make life easier for clinicians and improve the healthcare outcomes. But what are some of the challenges that you're preparing for over the next year or two? What do you really see as front of mind that could derail some of this or really be something that you're planning for, uh, roadblocks that you're planning to get around? Yeah, I mean, uh, if I wear my um, my day job, Common Spirit Health hat, um, as you probably know, we are a result of a historical merger that happened close to three years ago, right? Um, it's uh, two large provider organizations came together to form Common Spirit Health. Uh, we are very distributed geographically. 
um, with any merger, there are multiple systems, multiple ways of operating that needs to come together. So as we were in the middle of uh, merging, we were hit with this unprecedented um, pandemic, right? So our response, our focus all shifted to responding to this unprecedented pandemic uh, that, that the entire world faced and we as a country definitely uh, uh, faced and was a uh, was long drawn, like close to 18 months. And now that we are at the other end of it, uh, having gone through pandemic, we have we are assuming the integration efforts. And the reason that's critical is a lot of what I'm talking about um, starts with having a, a shared perspective, standard um, uh, standard perspective on um, uh, on how we operate, right? Be it clinical tools, be it the corporate uh, function. Um, supply chain uh, function, you know, the the efficiencies are going to come from um, standardizing and operating as a system um, versus uh, operating as individual sites. So that's going to be a big part of our focus is integrating our company truly. Um, and part of that is taking from a technology perspective, taking a platform approach to enabling that. Um, if we are a house of thousand applications and 15 different EHRs, and uh, um, and fragmented ecosystem of other technology, it would be hard to integrate and achieve some of the experience and uh, allowing our clinicians to operate at top of the license. Um, it, it would just be harder to achieving that. So our goal for the next couple of years definitely is going to be what we've coined internally, a term called healthcare operating system, um, which is basically a platform approach, a comprehensive, look into uh, what it takes to run a health system like uh, like ours and being able to repeat that and deploy that and even apply to mergers and acquisitions because we're not a static organization. So while we are integrating, we're also going to grow um, through acquisition. So uh, bringing um, that comprehensive platform approach um, to bring us to a standard operating system uh, is going to be one of the major goals for our organization. Fantastic. Well, Arun, thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. This has been a really fun conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Laura.